Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jesse. I'm back. Um, I'm also back with a sore throat. I think it's allergies this time. It's a weird change of season shit. Usually fucks me up, especially when we get like a big cold snap up in the northeast, you know, like we got. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, it's kind of shit. Uh, so my voice is killing me. My head hurts. <laughs> this is like the eighth pot. Uh, I think I've done like nine. Well, this is week nine, right? I've done eight podcasts so far and I've been sick for like three of them. So super duper fun. Um, just, you know, I'm, I'm going to get through this one as fast as I can. My voice does sound a little raspy, I can tell already, so just deal with it if you want my sick advice. All right, let's fucking go. First game we got up here is the Jets and the Colts. Um, I'm taking the Jets plus 10.5, and, and I'm taking the Colts straight up. I think this is what a lot of people are doing, which kind of makes me... Well, so I'll say it. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet either of those things. I'm not gonna bet Indianapolis money line. I'm not gonna bet the Jets plus ten and a half. This is a weird game. I'm not sure where the Jets lay with Mike White, um, with the, them actually using Carter like they should, like I've been saying the entirety of the year. Um, and then for Indianapolis, they're coming off the tough loss, but they played Tennessee pretty well last week. Took them to overtime, right? Although it never should have been overtime. I don't. I don't know how Tennessee let that happen, but. Tennessee was missing two important pieces in their secondary, at least, maybe three even. Uh, I don't know if Byer played, but um, the other safety, I'm not sure if he did, although his, his backup is fine uh, per PFF. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm not really sure where these two teams stand. Uh, I think the Colts are definitely a better team than the Jets. Got a better offense, got a better running back, got a better quarterback. Have a better, they've better defensive play. Like, Buckner is probably the best defensive player on this in this entirety, so, or in the entirety of these teams, so. Whatever. Um, the over-under is 45 and a half. Uh, at least I'm seeing it on FanDuel. Kind of like that over. Um, and it's less than the under. I think this could definitely be a scoring game. I don't know why people value Indianapolis' defense so highly, but they're dumb. <laughs> I'll just say that. I, I don't value it at all. You know, honestly, uh, and I'll talk about this more, especially when we get to, like, the Broncos and we get to Washington football team. I, this is the point of the season where, you know, a lot of my preconceived notions at the beginning of the year should 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 be altered. For sure, we have enough data. It's week nine. We've had eight weeks of data. You know, maybe that's seven games. Maybe that's eight weeks for some teams. But we have enough data here where you need to start adjusting how you feel about certain teams. Now, I definitely adjusted Indianapolis up. The only problem is, I don't know where the Jets are kind of at at this point in this in this season. You know, like I said, Mike White. Uh, there's looks like Corey Davis is doubtful. I don't think he plays. Tevin Coleman won't play. So we got the Ty Johnson Carter role. You know, last week we saw 400 or a bunch of yards from Mike White. Uh, and that was with Carter, with Ty Johnson, with the slot guys in Elijah Moore and uh, Jamison Crowder. So I look for that a lot more. But we saw Denzel Mims get 70% of the offensive snaps last week, which is pretty huge. Uh, as long as he keeps playing, I, it sucks he doesn't have Corey Davis up by his side, and it sucks he doesn't have Zach Wilson as quarterback. So I don't really know when that breakout's coming. I tweeted about it at Big Games Jesse. You can follow me on Twitter there. Uh, I, I, I tweeted about it like, you know... Ah, it's going to be the Denzel Mims breakout. I'm ready for it. National TV seems like a good spot. I don't like Indianapolis secondary, especially to cover Mims, who is fast and tall and good at contestant catches and is a good route runner. He does everything that I like well. Uh, just needs to see the field. I just don't know if the quarterback's going to get it to him. Zach Wilson would be a way better option. If it was Zach Wilson going against the Colts on a Thursday night, it would absolutely be a Denzel Mims breakout game. Now, I want to say there's like a 60% chance he does it this week, but finally seeing the upticks and snaps, which is good. I'm excited for when he comes back with Mims, or I'm sorry, with Wilson. And also with Davis, so should be fun. You know, for the Colts, uh, I pivoted him like I think he's tenth for me or eleventh or twelfth. You'll probably see a lot of Bryce Hall, who I do like, who played pretty well last week, honestly. Uh, I mean, against Jamar Chase, honestly, which is pretty dang good. Um, didn't see any of those big deep balls, but he, I mean, Jamar Chase did beat him on a few good routes. He, he had that one touchdown and then one that he dropped. Uh, I don't remember if both of those were on Bryce. I think the second one was, but I mean, Bryce was pretty pretty good against him. So I, I you know. I don't know if he shadows guys. Uh, I, I just don't know. Um, I, I, as much as I watch all the games, I can't tell who's shadowing who in, the, in, in every single game. You know, every single week. It's I have a nine to five job that I work. <laughs> it's like especially now it's like eight thirty to six, but uh, it's um, I just don't have the time, unfortunately, to see who shadows who. You know, if you look at the data, see how that happens. But I'm not able to find anything currently on that. 
but you know, if he does, it sucks for Pittman, but he's, he showed how good he was last week. Uh, I mean, he's been good all year, right? He's a good player. Uh, uh, no, I've never denied that. I mean, he was in my top four for crying out loud in my, my 20, uh, 20 NFL draft class, you know, right behind uh, Justin Jefferson. I, I, I do think he's that good. Or was Justin Jefferson too? No, right behind T. Higgins, excuse me. It was Judy, Jefferson, or no, maybe it was, no, it was Judy, Higgins, Jefferson, and then Pittman. I want to say, you know, looking now, I probably put Jefferson at the top, and then, then Judy, then then Higgins, then Pittman. But those guys are all elite. They're all going to be elite receivers. It was an insane draft class. There are other good players in that draft class. Like I mentioned, Denzel Mims. Um, there, it's, it was, it's a, spe- it was a special class. And it, I think it's still showing how special it was, honestly. I mean, look, you have Jamar Chase from this one, who's special and really good, like whatever. But I mean, CD Lamb's been good all year. We saw, and he's like my fifth or my, I think I want to say he was my fifth. Uh, you know, Pittman's been really good all year. I mean, Judy, when he's been active, he's been good. Higgins, when he's been active, he's been good. Justin Jefferson is still very good. Although I bet the under on his prop for over under receiving yards. And it was, it was like 1400. He's not going to hit that. There, there was just no way. Like, I don't even know if any receivers are going to hit that this year. Maybe. Uh, maybe like Chase or, or Cup or something. I mean, Cup's on pace for like, what, 1900? Uh, but yeah, I don't think that happens. And I also think Jamar Chase slows down a lot. Honestly, if you could have sold him or if you can still sell him, uh, rest of the season, I, I, I don't think he has those splash plays, but we'll talk about him more when we get, you know, I think I went a little bit of a tangent, and it's killing my voice, so, fuck me, alright, let's go. Next one up, we've got the Texans and the Dolphins, the Texans are 5.5 point underdogs, uh, at Miami, as they should be, they should be even more of underdogs, I know they're getting Tyrod Taylor back, but, you know, in the past we've seen Tyrod be really good early season, and then die later on, it's coming back from injury, Miami's one of the best, what are they, they've, they had, no, they have by week 14, so they must have played all their games, all eight games. So they're one and seven. Uh, Miami should probably have three wins, or, or they could have had three wins, rather. They're one of the best one and seven teams I've seen uh, as, in the last like two or three years since I've been seriously called, called, covering the NFL. Uh, they should crush the Texans. You know, the Texans have one good win against Jacksonville. They played competitively with some other teams. They were going to beat New England, blah, 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 all that stuff. But um, Miami is a way better team than them. I'll take Miami minus five and a half, and I'll take them straight up. It, this is an easy one for me. It's 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 really not close, honestly. It's just, it's just not. Uh, two is good. The defense is better, especially the outside receivers. I do worry a little bit about Cooks. If he gets, you know, Jones or... Um, if he gets Jones or... God, what is his stupid name? What, 11 picks last year? You know who I'm talking about. Zayvon, Zayvon Howard. Uh, yeah, Zayvon Howard, whatever. Um... I, I just, I, I worry about Cooks a little bit. I, and I don't know what Tyra's going to look like, if, even if he starts. I mean, I assume he is cause coming off the IR now. Uh, Davis Mills has been pretty pretty not great. Uh, a decent amount of stuff in garbage time, which means stats look better. The Texans just aren't a good team. I mean, Miami is a way better team. And honestly, even if they lose this one, which I really don't expect them to, I'll be all over them next week when whoever whoever they play, probably, as long as it's not the Texans. I was I was really hoping, because I've seen this team change so much with Tua back. It, it, it really has. I had the 14 half points with them, uh, Miami against Buffalo. They should have covered a stupid, they didn't turn the ball over, like, with, like, such little space between the first down mark, and they had no timeouts left, like, they could have easily, you know, ran for the first and then gotten down, but Josh Allen had to run in for a fucking touchdown, and they were so close that I guess it just happened, it, it was just fucking frustrating to me, they should have covered, there, there was no, no reasonable way that Buffalo should have uh, covered that game, and Miami was close to winning it, so, this Miami team, First, this Houston team. The Houston would never get, and I think they do. They must play the Bills. I don't know if they already have, but I'm pretty sure the. I know the Jaguars. Well, they're playing this week, but do they play the AFC? The ja- yeah, the Jaguars play the Jets, and the Jaguars must play the Patriots too. And have we played? And we played Miami, so yeah, we play that whole division. So it looks like Houston does probably play. Uh, you know, the rest of them, and when they play Buffalo, if they already haven't, if they haven't already, which I don't believe they have, uh, they're gonna get crushed. And Miami played pretty good against them, like I said. Uh. This is a team that's coming together. They've got Tua back. They're a good team with Tua. Bet on Miami. I'm, they're going to be one of the teams. You know, like I had the, the Raiders doing well, Tennessee doing well, some guys they made some good money off of. Uh, Pittsburgh in week one. I made, I made a few money off Pittsburgh being big underdogs. Uh, Miami's going to be one of those teams that I'll be on later. Uh, you know, as we get, I guess I'll start talking about this as we get later and later into the season. I usually don't do as well because I base a lot of my stuff off my preseason stuff. And I, I haven't been able to, especially last year, which is my big betting year, my big, you know, year where I was doing all this stuff. I didn't really adjust as much when it got to the midseason, and, and I got crushed in the middle of the season, like, picking games and picking, uh, you know, winners and losers and, and picking against the spread. So now I feel like I'm being able to adjust on the fly a lot more, and I'm being able to, you know, see, see where there actually is some stuff happening that I think is pretty good. And I'll talk about that more as we go on. 
But I think Miami is one of those teams where, you know, the record isn't there. They'll probably be underdogs a decent amount. You know, a lot of people are off them. They don't think Miami is good at all. And I'm in the very opposite camp. So it'll be fun for me. I'll say that. Uh, that's one of the teams that I'll definitely throw some money on as we go into the season. Unless, you know, people start catching on and they start winning games and all that fun shit. Anyway, next one, we got Denver and Dallas. Uh, Denver is nine and a half point underdogs. Um... Yeah, I don't think CeeDee Lamb plays in this one, so we should see a lot, a lot of fun for probably Pollard, too, uh, and Cooper, and hopefully if Gallup plays. Man, I'm, I'm excited for her to come back. Cedric Wilson, you know, if, if there's no uh, CeeDee Lamb, he, he, he'll he fit in somewhere. He's kind of like the role alternate for those, like, top three guys, you know? If, if Cooper, Gallup, like, he's been out for a while, and also, or CeeDee are out, I think Cedric Wilson can fill in for kind of their roles. He, I mean, he can't do... He can't be a good as uh, a good player as Amari and what he does, you know, deep ball, whatever. Can't be as good as uh, CeeDee Lamb. He does a lot of stuff all over. And he can't be as good as Gallup uh, at the deep ball, but uh, he, he's, a, he's a fine fellow. I like him even for fantasy, you know, if we don't see CeeDee, which I don't expect at this point. You know, he, I think he injured his ankle on, uh, what was it, like Wednesday? And uh, yeah, he didn't practice today and it's Thursday. So that's that's pretty, uh, pretty, what's the opposite of good? Not good? Yeah, it's pretty not good. I'll say that. Um... Yeah, you know, Broncos trade away Vaughn, but they he he's been good. He hasn't played as much as, you know, I expected, and I'm pretty sure he played in most of the games where he won, where they won. Well, you know, it's good for Denver. I don't really like Teddy still. He just outdueled Taylor Heineke, but ba- barely. Kim going up against Dak, who should be pretty close to, you know, getting there with health health wise. I, I I think he could keep up. But I, I don't think they're coming close to winning this one. I, I, I think, you know, like I said, Dallas' defense has been pretty good. You know, I like Micah. I I, I like uh, Randy Gregory, a decent amount. I even, I mean, I do like Diggs. I think the safety's been pretty good, but I, I wonder if people are overrating the Dallas defense now. We're so, so much in fact that they're nine and a half point favorites against Denver, but it isn't Dallas. It's a tough one. Definitely take the Cowboys straight up. I think I might also take Dallas at the points, but I got to check to see the injury report. You know, we'll, we'll see if Dak's definitely playing. I think he is. We'll see if the offensive line is healthy for the Cowboys because the offensive line isn't healthy. Denver, especially in the interior, can really ex- exploit their their interior three guys. They play a three four have been very good, and the cornerbacks were great last week. Um, they could be good again, and that could be tough for Dallas without CD. I'll, I'll say that. You know, checking the injuries, we'll see if maybe I change that. But right now, I'm Dallas minus minus nine and a half, and I'm Dallas straight up. But we'll see. Over under is forty nine and a half. I mean, even if both these defenses are good. I um, can Dallas stop? I mean, Mike was really good against the run. I'll, I'll say that. I think the defense is okay against the run. Probably as okay as they are against the pass, Dallas, honestly. But man, I, I don't think they've seen the combo like Javante and um and Gordon really this year, especially when that's like how the bread and butter of Denver. Plus, they got to cover Judy and Sutton. Those guys are still very good. I don't know if... I mean, they're only held to about... I think it was literally 79 yards and four catches apiece. So eight catches, 79 yards. It was almost eight for eight. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen again against the Dallas defense, who... At this point, Washington football defense, I know they just lost... Uh, what's his name to a jaw injury, sweat to a jaw injury, but they have a deep rotational defensive line that they're able to fill in him. Not no problem, definitely not no problem, but like a decent amount. I think they'll be able to fill in pretty well. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see about this one. I'm still on Dallas, still on the money line, but nine and a half is a lot. And Denver is a four and four team. I know they traded away Vaughn. sounds like they were sellers of the deadline, whatever, even though it was like before the deadline, but I don't know. It's, uh, I'll just say that. I, I like Pollard this week than I like most, though, especially if one of the, you know, the star uh, Dallas uh, wide receivers is out. I, I, I do like that a decent amount. So, anyway, we are moving on to Minnesota and the Ravens. Um, Ravens coming off the bye. I wonder if that hampers them more than most. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm going to take Minnesota plus six, and I'm going to take the Ravens straight up. I could go Minnesota in this one, honestly. I, I'm not sure if I want to do that. Uh, Minnesota just got embarrassed by Dallas. There was a 0% chance that should ever happen again. I don't think Minnesota's defense is that good. I don't care about Peterson being missing. They did lose what they lost Griffin. They lost one of their pass rushers. They've both been good, honestly, uh, if it's Griffin and forget the other guy. I, I think Griffin's the guy they have left, right? Everson Griffin is the guy they left, and the other one is out? Or is it the opposite? Um, I'm totally blanking uh, literally on which one, but I'm just going to look it up right now. Um, oh, did they lose Daniel Hunter? Is that what it, they lost Daniel Hunter, right? And then they have still, uh, I'm just double checking that real quick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Everson Griffin. Yeah, Daniel Hunter's on the IR. Okay, just, that sucks. I mean, it, it does suck, obviously. And he was doing well. I don't, I don't think Everson Griffin was doing that bad either, though. I mean, I'll say that. So, whatever. I mean, Everson Griffin's old, but eh, who cares? <laughs> I don't care at all. Anyway, we've got, uh, what should I say? 
We've got Minnesota Essex, and I've got, I want to say, yeah, I've got the Ravens. I got the Ravens straight up, but I'll take Minnesota with the points. I don't know how to feel about this game. I think it can be a shootout. The over-under is 49 and a half. I like the over there. The over is, you know, less money than the under, so I get that. It makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. A rested Baltimore team is probably good. They have dealt with a lot of injuries, but a lot of those guys have gone on the IR, so I don't really know who they're resting exactly, besides the entire team. Again, it's fine. I like Bateman. He's an easy start. A Minnesota secondary, not that good, but I think it's a little under. It's probably below average, but I think people think it's total garbage. Uh, I don't think that's true. I mean, I mean, I know they let Cooper Rush have a bunch of yards on him, but he was throwing to some really good receivers. Like, come on, like, you know, just because you got crushed by good receivers even with a mediocre to bad quarterback, that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean your defense is worse in the league, you know. And I think that's kind of the impression right now. Excuse me, man. I'm all over the place in my bodily functions, dude. Fucking kill me. I uh, hope you enjoyed burps and shit on the fucking on the podcast because I'm here for it, bro. Anyway, yeah, I Baltimore. I, I I still think they're a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl caliber team. They'll probably win the division still, especially with Cleveland being you know hurt and not being able to handle it and the Odell distraction, and all that stuff. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I I, I do like Baltimore money line, but man, if you want to get risky, there there's a few you know I like here. Like I you know I don't hate taking the Jets. I don't hate taking the Broncos. I don't hate taking Minnesota. But I'm I'm on the other ones, but I mean the plus two plus two fifteen for Minnesota, plus three thirty for the Broncos, plus three eighty five for the Jets. It's not it's not the worst thing in the world you could do. I'll say that I won't be betting it, but it won't be the worst thing in the world. You know we can definitely say that. Um, is there any start and stuff that I really care about in these? Pro- no, I'm not really into Devin Duvernay. Uh, they have Bateman now. I still like Tylen Wallace. I don't know if he's going to see the field. I don't even know if he's hurt because I haven't heard anything about him. I just liked him as a fourth round pick. I I I really thought he was going to get there and play the outside when, uh, excuse me, when, what's his name, when Bateman was on the IR, but, uh, apparently that wasn't the case, and I was big egg on my face there, but, I don't know, he's, he's active, he's played in, like, I think, like, 10 snaps this year, I, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't put it together, which is fine, you know, he's Oklahoma State receiver, uh, I guess I can talk about the running back situation, I like Devonta Freeman, he's my guy in this backfield, Latifi's Murray looks like a jag, and Freeman looks like he's more popping his step, maybe that changes, uh, especially as, you know, we, we go through the weeks, but, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not exciting starting either. This game will probably be a lot more throwing than I, I think. Not most people are saying. I think it'll be a lot of throwing. We can say that. Excuse me. All right. Next up, we got New England and the pa- and uh, New England and the Patriots. New England and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'll take New England and Carolina minus three and a half. I don't care about the Stefan Gilmore revenge game. LOL. But yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll take New England on this one minus three and a half, and I'll take them straight up. That's a pretty easy one for me. I I don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the Panthers, but if it's anyone other than Darnold, they probably haven't seen a lot of action like PJ Hill or Williams or whatever that guy's name is. Pretty sure he was in the XFL because I feel like I remember watching this guy and he was pretty good. I had like an XFL fantasy team and I think he was like really good at it or something. I, mean, I was playing like DFS with him in it or something. And it was it was pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, whoever the quarterback is, if it's Sam Darnold who was who was making you know seeing ghosts when he last time I think he played the, played the Patriots or last time he was in a Jets uniform. I think it was right before the mono. I want to say or maybe that was one of the years. I don't know. He's had so many difficulties. Darnold, I feel kind of bad. Or I do feel bad. Not kind of. I do feel bad. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. Look, the Panthers, I don't care if they get McCaffrey back. I don't, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Although, I will say Darnold was a lot better with McCaffrey there because you could just dump off the ball to him, obviously. New England's defense is good. They've been good all year. Or at least I've been saying they've been good all year because I think they are. Mac Jones has been a fine, you know, game controller guy. Uh, it will be nice for Carolina to get Chuba out of the lineup because he's kind of trash in the lineup. I mean, he's for sure trash in the lineup, I'll say that. So... Yeah, this is an easy New England one for me. You can start the normal guys for the, for the Panthers, which is the running back and DJ Moore. Uh, maybe Tommy Tremble if, if you get if you get a, if you're you know hurting for tight ends. For, like Noah Fant is uh, you lost Noah Fant, you couldn't pick up his backup Obajimin. I don't know how to say that guy's name, but the the backup tight end who went to college with Drew Lock at Missouri, who has a long name, was like a third or fourth round pick. I think he's a pretty good plug and play, but you're unable to get him. Tommy Tremble. You know, it was supposed to be more of a blocker. He's a great blocker. He really is. I, I like that a lot coming in. But he's he showed he can catch the ball. I think he has two touchdowns, and he's part of this trio of tight ends that have been my top three tight ends, honestly, in the draft class, which, to be fair, probably was a lot of people's, at least one or two, Pitts and, Pitts and Firemuth. But my third was Tremble. I, I like him a lot. As a receiver, you know, he's a great blocker. If he's able to grow, continue, like he has so far, I think that's great, honestly. I really do. Uh, yeah, okay. So, New England, easy. Uh, Harris is need to start. I'm starting Jacoby Myers because he's getting one of those touchdowns soon against Carolina and against Gilmore. It could happen, man. It really could. Uh, I think that'd be kind of fun. 
But yeah, I, I think he's he's a wide receiver three for me. You should play him as wide receiver three, Myers. He, he's an easy start every week. He's like a wide receiver three every week, and that's even without scoring touchdowns. He's got like four hundred seventy-five yards. Just add in if he gets the five touchdowns like the rest of the way, he'll he'll be maybe even a wide receiver two. He's an easy start. Don't overthink it. I, I know I know Mac throws the ball a lot short. Doesn't give as much attention to those guys. They run the ball in the red zone a lot because they've got a great offensive line. New England and Carolina's a good defensive line. Should be a fun battle to watch. But this is a New England Patriots team. The over under is forty one. You know, I, I I know a lot of people are like team under gang, but man, I like a lot of these overs. I, I like the New England forty one over. I like that a lot. I think New England easily puts up twenty points in this one easily, and they're gonna keep running the ball. I don't know. Ah, uh, hmm. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. It's a very very tough one. But whatever, I, I, I don't care. Uh, next one we got up is the Bills, minus 14.5 at Jacksonville. I'll take the Bills, minus 14.5. I took them, took the other team, plus 14.5 last week, and look how that worked out. But the Jaguars aren't Miami, even though they already beat Miami. <laughs> Pretty funny. Mm. Pretty fucking funny. I'll say that. Sorry, my nose is literally killing me, and I have to, like, blow it, like, every two seconds. So I'm just, like, keeping, like... A tissue right up to my fucking face. Shit as fuck. I hate it. But anyway, yeah. You know, we got the Bills. Uh, this is going to be an Emmanuel Sanders game. It was just a uh, small white boy Cole, a Cole Beasley game. This is an Emmanuel Sanders game. Diggs will get uh, Sha Shaquille Griffin, uh, who is the best defender on the Jaguars outside of Josh Allen. I think he's even better than Miles Jack at this point and in a more valuable position. He'll probably shadow Diggs. Limit his upside a little bit, as in I won't put him at the number three wide receiver. He'll be the number 10, 12, 13 receiver for me, which I think is about right. Uh, he's still a great start. Josh Allen, they don't really run the ball too much, although they might with Moss a little bit. He's a strong guy. I think Jaguars have the strongest tacklers in the NFL, so maybe they will run a little bit late. Maybe Jacksonville can backdoor cover. I like the over 40 and a half, too. I, 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 uh, no, I lied. I like the under. I could see Buffalo putting up like 30 points and the Jaguars putting up seven. Uh, the deal, Bills have probably the best defense in the NFL. The Jaguars don't. They don't let up a lot of sacks, though. I will say that. And they throw the ball a lot, too. So it's a lot of passing reps, honestly, where they don't give up too many sacks. Um, that could change with the Bills this week. They're my number one defense. Trevor's making a lot of mistakes, which is fine. He's a rookie. He's growing. He's throwing him like guys like Jamal Agnew and Marvin Jones, who is pretty good. He's pretty fine. I like Dan... I was going to say Dan Connor. <laughs> Dan Connor did play for... Um, did he play for Carolina ever? I want to say he did. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Dan Arnold, who also played for Carolina, but now he's a Jaguar. I I like him a lot. Dan Arnold's going to be a good plug-and-play tight end for the rest of the year. Honestly, you, you should be able to play him, pick him up. I'm only dropping him in leagues where I have him because I have Kittle coming off the IR. That's the only reason I drop him for someone coming off the IR like a, or like a fan coming back. Uh, everyone who's already rostered, there's just a 0% chance I'm dropping for... for uh, I'm dropping him for anyone on the waiver wire. And I know a tight end, you know, it's not like a super big statement to say, but that is my statement. I said what I said. <laughs> Um, hmm. I think Trevor's like my, my 28th quarterback ranked, and then Josh Allen's my number one for the first time ever. Um, it, it, it's gonna be a bad Sunday. I'm not, I'm, I'm like not gonna watch this game on Sunday at all. I'm not gonna put any priority on it because they're just gonna get crushed. I don't even know if James Robinson's gonna play. I don't, I think he was limited to practice today, Thursday. Not good. Very, very not good. Um, all right. Next game up, we have Cleveland and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cleveland's plus two and a half points in Cincinnati. Uh, they're, they're, I'm picking them. I, I'm taking Cleveland straight up. Money line, I'm taking them plus two and a half. They're going to be able to run the ball on Cincinnati. The, their offensive line's getting a little bit healthier. I think each week, you know, Will should be better, I think, than he was last week. The interior's always been very good. I think they're going to be able to run on the Bengals. And if the, you know, this is the key to the Browns. Play good defense. Defend, uh, defend the receivers, like, you know. Not exactly like they have been, you know, they got crushed by LAC, not crushed, they left a lot of points to LAC, although they did keep pace, they left a few points, they left a lot of points to Arizona, they left a few points this, this year, and look, I think the Bengals are a very good, uh, they're, they're a very good offense, but uh, the talent that Cleveland has in the defense, it shouldn't be this bad, and I don't think it will be, this is a division game, it's in, it, it's at the Bengals, uh, you know, they, they got embarrassed by the Jets last week, but that doesn't mean that they're any better than they have been. I think they're a pretty good team. The defense has been more impressive than I thought. You know, definitely has been, but this reminds me of the Tampa Bay New Orleans game last week. People are going to ride Cincinnati all day. They're going to do it. And I think they're a better team. And they, they, at this point, you know, with all the injuries the Browns have had, they might be a better team, but the Browns are getting Landry back for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know why Baker hates OBJ or, or the other way around or some dumb shit like that. They just can't get it together. But Baker plays better without OBJ, and he's not playing on Sunday. There's a zero percent chance he plays. Uh, he'll probably get cut before then. He'll get cut before he plays on Sunday, and that's not even a hot take, honestly. So easy for me to take Cleveland. I think you play this game like you should. You got your running back back. You you know you can use Darnus Johnson uh, if you need to spell Chubb for as much as you want. You know you can do that because Darnus isn't that bad. This should be a game where they run the ball 40 times. Dernis gets 10. Chubb gets 30. Chubb probably catches the ball more, but that's because they're both not great at catching the ball. Uh, or they're just better between the tackles, rather. We have Jarvis Landry there. I love Chase. I love Burrow. I love Higgins. Well, I don't love Chase. Uh, not yet. I, I do like him. I'll say that. Now, we're, we're in the like stage. I haven't said the L word yet, okay? Just the like. Not, not the big L word. Not lesbians either. Anyway. We have, uh, you know, an offense that I like, a defense that I like too, but I like Cleveland's better as a team. You know, they've got a great, a better offensive line than the Bengals. They've got a, a, a good receiver, a great running back. No, no, you know, not to take away from Mixon, but I just love their offensive gameplay. I love the defense still. I think the interior is a little weak, uh, which is unfortunate because I, I feel like Clowney should probably be moved in there at some at, at this point, and then they could play. I don't know. I feel like they had a good draft too that I liked some of these guys. Um, let me, let me just double check the roster for the Browns real quick. Cause if they, if they were to move, um, yeah, Clowney inside, they could play tack outside or whatever. Like they're great. I like Curtis Weaver, who I think is on the practice squad right now, but I don't know why they don't elevate. Like, I mean, Jordan Elliott's been okay. Malik Jackson's been okay. I like Sheldon Day. I wish we could see Tommy Togai in there. You know, I, I really wish he could be there. Andrew Billings, I don't even hate. I think they need to rotate the middle. Like, cause it's not killing it. I, I, I do like Jordan Elliott though. I, I, I will say that. I, I think he's. I think he can be pretty good, but he isn't exactly super up to snuff right now, I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels weird, in my opinion, to have, like, these two guys on the outside when I think you could do a better job if you, like, rotate, like, uh, Hedebo and and Tack McKinley and Curtis Weaver in there. Um, I, they have a guy, Joe Jackson, who I'm, I don't really know much about. Um, he looks like he was drafted in, yeah, 2019, so before I really cared about this stuff. I, I, I don't know. I do care about football, obviously, but before I, like, got into it as hard as I am right now, where I have watched every game and all that fun shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Just It just feels like they might need to switch up the offensive line a little bit if, if it's not getting it done in the interior. That's that's all I'll say. Maybe they should have traded for one of them. But the trade deadline's already passed, so whatever. And me. Anyway. We have... Hmm... Yeah, I think I said I think I said enough about that game. Honestly, uh, I'm starting all the normal suspects. There isn't anyone that's like on the bubble that I'm not starting. Don't start Jonas Johnson. I know we got the touchdown last week to get like ten points. Then maybe had a good week. He had like a few carries. The touchdown saved his ass for sure. No need to start him. You got lucky if you did last week. I can say that with um with confidence. Yeah, confidence. Whatever. Okay, now we've got man. Some of these lines are changing in real time. Like I'm looking at the Raiders one. That changed in real time. But next up, whatever, we've got the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, I know people are saying this is kind of a trap game, too. New Orleans put so much energy into winning that game. They're only six-point favorites at home versus Atlanta. I think Taysom Mills is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. I'll take that to my grave. So I like New Orleans minus six, and I like New Orleans straight up. I like the over here, even without Ridley. I, I, I do like the over here. I think Pitts... Uh, kind of presents a little bit of matchup problems for, for the Saints. I don't think Lattimore's a great job covering. I don't think P.J. Williams do a great job of covering. I don't think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I, I don't think these guys handle... I think the safety probably do. Malcolm Jenkins probably... Or Jenkins. I don't... Is it Malcolm Jenkins? Whoever the Jenkins is on, on New Orleans. I think he can handle them pretty well, Pitts, to be honest. And he's like their one big weapon. But maybe we use Cordell Patterson a little bit more. Maybe we get a little more inventive with Mike Davis. It, it, it just... There's no way they're going to win. I just kind of like... Uh, I just think they'll be able to score points. Actually, you know, now I'm thinking about it. No Taj Sharp. Be thinking about he could be a decent start for fantasy though, Tajay. I'll say that at least. You know, maybe I will take that. I I I feel like I should be under gang, and I want to be under gang for all these like you know pro, uh, for these picks. But uh, I just I feel like I want to be over. <laughs> I do. I feel like I want to be there. But whatever. I'll be under the next game at least. I'll say that one. A little preview for that. But yeah, not too much to say here. Saints. I like Ingram as a start too. Uh, a low end RB two three flex play for sure. But in a non-PBR league, yeah, I mean, that's super. I'm super into that. All right, I don't know what's going on with this Vegas game, but we're going to get to it right now because the line moved from three to minus three and a half, and it went from, like, minus 160 money line to plus, or to, to minus 176, and then Giants are up to plus 148. This is in New York. 
And I think Vegas has them about even. They have the opposite records. Uh, Vegas has a better defense than the Giants. They play better all year. Not to think, not to say that the personnel um, is that much worse than the Giants, but I think they think they have a better. Well, Jerome Peppers is only IR now, which is probably good. Uh, and it looks like McKinney's going to come back, or McKinley's going to come back from COVID because no one was actually COVIDized except for that 69 year old offensive coordinator or the fuck that or running back coach, whoever that guy is. Excuse me. Um. So yeah, man, it's tough recording a podcast when you're fucking hella fucking allergy sick, whatever the fuck it is, man. It is a little tougher than I expected, but we're pushing through. We're going through, man. It's fine. It's all good. I got my my iced tea here. <sighs> Hear that sip? That was my nice iced tea. And uh, we'll keep moving forward. We shall keep moving forward with the Raiders, who I'll take minus three and a half, and I'll take them straight up. I don't care that they lost rugs. That was a terrible incident. Um, Rugs should be punished appropriately because what a horrible few decisions he made. Um, sucks for everything. Sucks about woman who was killed, all that shit. But I know these are distractions, but they dealt with it with Gruden, and that was a bigger loss for sure. It was a head coach, and it was a huge scandal. They've rebounded really, really, uh, really well. And uh, I like Derek Carr more than I like Daniel Jones. I'm not really sure who's going to play for the receiving group. I'm not really sure if Saquon's going to play. I think they'll probably still hold him out, even if he doesn't have COVID, which, thank God he doesn't have COVID, honestly. That would be just the fucking worst. Just, just his luck, honestly. So, yeah. Um, it might be like, you know, you check the game time thing, see who the inactives are, who, who they are in, but yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really care. I'm taking a lot of favorites here. Look, I, I, I'll say it. I am. And it worries me a little bit. When we get to the fourth games, I'll take, I'll take some different plays, honestly, uh, than, than I think that the lines suggest, but yeah, we got the Raiders here. Easy. Do you want to start Say Jones? Really? Do you want to do it? Just get Hunter Renfro or Brian Edwards. I'm sure they're on there. Don't don't fuck with Zay Jones. I know he, he might have he might even have a good game versus the Giants. You know with their, with their safeties being depleted, he might even do it. He's not worth it though. If you want to plug and play this week, just to like fuck around with it, maybe DFS. I get it. I'm not doing it. Kadarius Tony's a really good play. I don't care who the defensive guys are. He's like almost impossible to cover. Uh, he's just so fast, so talented. Uh, as long as he's not hurt, he he's an easy plug and play. Um, and Jones isn't, I haven't been like the 20s or sure like that. Raiders are good defense. They're going to get after him a lot. And you know what you do with the, with a guy like Daniel Jones? You put a lot of pressure on him. And if the offensive coordinator, the offensive, like the play calling isn't good like it has been for, I think it's been like 50-50. It's been good sometimes, bad other times. If we, uh, if we see some bad play calling, they're going to get crushed, the Giants. Uh, yeah, it's, it might be bad. Josh Jacobs is a great start. I'll say that too. As much as I like Leonard Williams in the middle. But anyway, yeah, moving on, we got the Chargers at the Eagles. Coming across cross-country. Maybe that's why the line is only two points, but... Yeah, I mean, the money line is minus 130 Chargers. I, this feels like a trap. It just... It it feels like a trap. It really does. It feels like a huge fucking trap. I'll say that. Um, I... Oh, God. Where, where to begin? Even begin? Like, I, I don't know why this is two points. A two-point spread. I don't know why it is. This feels like a trap. I hate it. But I'll bet the Chargers money line minus one thirty. Like the Eagles make box scores look a lot better than they are by scoring late and having garbage time shit. We all know because we, I mean, the fantasy media knows because we see Jalen Hurts score in the fourth quarter all the time. He didn't this week or last week because they beat Detroit so bad. The Chargers are not Detroit. Not even goddamn close. They just lost to the Patriots, but it was close. You know, Herbert's looked really good this year. I'll say it. Uh, as much as you know, the bad decision making will hurt him at times. Like it didn't last year, but it does this year because this is who Herbert is. He makes some bad decisions. He's inaccurate some per- some percent of the time. He was a lot more inaccurate last year and in some games this week this year, but not as much for sure. He's definitely gotten better at being less inaccurate. The guys have dropped the balls more. Honestly, I'll say that it, it sucked for him. He, he's he's been better and he's putting up worse stats, which is just dumb. <laughs> Just, I think it just goes to my argument that he'll even out as like a, a mid to above average quarterback, like an Andy Dalton, which isn't bad. I mean, he might be, he's probably, he's probably better than Andy Dalton. He might be better than Andy Dalton. I think people have a real, when I say that, people have a really sour taste in their mouth, like comparing these two together because they think uh, Justin Herbert's like an, uh, the all pro amazing quarterback forever that, because he had a really great rookie year, uh, statistically. It's just not the case, unfortunately. But they're, they're a way better team all over the place than the Eagles. I like the Eagles offensive line. I like Slay this year. I think the safety is sent from Minnesota, who is Harrison, I want to say. I forget who the fuck that guy is. I keep forgetting. But I like him. Um, yeah, I love that D-line. I love Miles Sanders. I like Kenny Gamewell. I love Devonta Smith. I, J- Jalen Hurts. I, I can't, He hasn't even played a full year of a quarterback, right? He does stuff that other quarterbacks can't do, i.e. running the ball, but he's a pretty bad passer. He's like Justin Fields' level of passer, which they're both rookies, to be fair. I mean, have they, they've played in a similar amount of games. I think what Hurts has played in... Five more, maybe four more. Whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't. He played in like five, like five games last year, and you count like two half games, kind of. So 
yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it was pretty odd. I'll, I'll say, I'll say that at least. But anyway, getting back to my point, the over under here is 50. I kind of like the under actually for this one. As, as much as I think the Chargers will score on the Eagles, because I don't think the Eagles secondary is that good, Keenan Allen should have a very nice day. Mike Williams is definitely lower, because he should be like a wide receiver two the rest of the year. Maybe a wide receiver three. He's he's going to be fine. Um, but he's not going to be good, because they get a little lucky earlier in the year. I, I mean, he, him, and, him and Herbert, though, are really great, a really great group together. There will be weeks where it goes off, for sure. I, I, I have no doubt of that. Like he has in the past, because they, they're a really good combo together. Good deep ball. Both of them have good deep ball skills isn't a good deep ball throw because as much as i'm aligned him even last year i was saying he's got a great deep ball some of that touch is really nice um even though a lot of those touchdowns last year did just go for like wide open shit he, he does put some good touch on those deep balls I, I can definitely say that he makes some really nice throws deep that's definitely true and you know he does he does check the ball down a lot too i mean he's got a lower you know not a dot but average depth of target no he's got like average depth of throw whatever the fuck that is so it kind of it would be a dot average depth of throw the most over t fuck yeah, I think that's the I think that's the the uh, allergies making me a little loopy on that show. I'm saying these fucking jokes over again. We cut this now. We're gonna keep it in the podcast. It's fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got the Chargers. <laughs> I'll just say that uh, minus two. I got the Chargers. I'll be getting Chargers money line for sure. All right, we got the Packers and the Chiefs. Yay! How we doing? The answer is I've got the Packers plus seven and a half, and I've got the Packers straight up. Super weird. I don't think you can, I, I, like okay. If you want to bet the Chiefs, if you want to bet any kind of line for the Chiefs, you've got to tease this down or whatever the fuck. I don't know what this express, expressed. I don't know the gambling term for it. I'll, I'll say that. But you, you can't you can't trust the Chiefs to cover more than like a four and a half point spread. I, I don't think at this point, honestly. They might do to Green Bay. But Green Bay's missing a lot of guys. There's, you know, if they were fully healthy, the line is obviously switched. I mean, they'd be the favorites, right? But I think people just don't like jo- jo- uh, Jordan Love. And I really do like Jordan Love. He was my number three quarterback in that draft class in front of Justin Herbert. I might still stand by that. We'll see how he does. Um, love, you know, in that time to develop, like I know Green Bay does, he might be the next Aaron Rodgers, man. The next, Maybe the next Brett Favre. I think it's totally within the realm of possibility for a first-round pick that Green Bay took. The organization was really smart. Them taking A.J. Dillon and Love set them up to continue to win for years to come, and that was always a smart move. And anyone who thinks otherwise is a fucking idiot. And, and they are. They don't know how to run a franchise. Green Bay does. You get your quarterbacks. You prepare them. You get the guy you want, which I think Jordan loves the guy you want. It's the guy I wanted, too, uh, honestly. But you do that, and then you sit them behind your great quarterback, and you hope they learn from him, even if Aaron Rodgers is being a cunt and not actually fucking doing that to not actually mentoring him because he's some kind of selfish piece of shit sometimes. As much as I don't actually hate Aaron Rodgers, and I probably should because my dad's a Bears fan, and I probably should, but I I, I won't. I refuse to. Um yeah, Jordan Love definitely will, will turn the ball over less or more than Aaron Rodgers does because he does such an amazing job taking care of the ball. It's it's like watching, it's crazy. And I made that comparison on Twitter to Burrow, how he takes care of the ball to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I hope that's true for Burrow. I really hope that's true. I know Burrow has like nine interceptions on on the year, but he takes care of the ball really well. I, I think. Uh, anyway, that uh, getting a little tangy, but yeah, I like Green Bay in this one. You know, Kansas City defense has been pretty bad all year. Uh, the Packers are getting back. Uh, their COVID boy, excuse me, their COVID boy, uh, Adams, and I hope Lazard too, but I mean, as long as we got Adams back, or as long as Green Bay has Adams back, they're an easy plus seven and a half. That's something I probably put. I don't, I haven't really bet a lot of, uh, a lot of like, uh, not money line against the spread stuff this, at least the past few weeks. And this is one I'm definitely taking. I'm taking the money line too. Um, over under 48. I like the over both these defenses. Yeah. Both these defenses are bad. Um, this will be a shootout. I like the over here. Yeah, I do for sure. Not much you can say about this one. Uh, Dylan is a risky start. I can say that. Uh, so is Michael Hardman, but they're they're just on the edge there. You know, they're they're right on the edge where I where I like them enough uh, enough to start them. Depending on no other guys, I mean, there's four teams on by right. So depending on how much you like them, um, and I like them enough to to possibly flex them. I'll say that. Well, Michael Hardman less than than Dylan uh, definitely. All right, next game we got, we got the Cardinals and the 49ers. Um, it's one and a half points in favor of the uh, the Cardinals are plus one and a half points, so they're underdog at San Fran. I, I, I don't know who's playing in this game. I, I don't think I can responsibly say on the podcast who is going to win this one or not, because I don't know if Murray or or Hawkins play, and if they do, I don't think they'll be 100%. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I, I again, this is probably irresponsible, but I'm taking the Niners with the points. If you want to lock something in now and, like, just, you know, take a risk, I mean, all gambling is a risk, obviously, and you should do it responsibly, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, this line's gonna move, uh, that's all I'll say, this line will move, if you want to lock in something like a one and a half now, I get it, you can do it, 
but I'm probably taking the under here, and I'm taking San Fran both ways as it stands right now, and as it stands, I don't think Kyler or Hopkins will play at 100%, or I'm not even sure if they'll play. Kind of doing anything right now. AJ Green's out with COVID, but I don't care about that because I still don't think AJ Green's that good. I think he can fill his role very easily with, you know, Kirk or... I know he's not the same guy as Kirk, obviously, you know, or Kirk or Rondell Moore, but I like them both. Who's the backup for the Cardinals, anyway? <laughs> should all, we should all figure that out. All right, we got the Sunday night game, which is the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, bro, I might have to take a fucking nap after this. I am, like, eating myself alive before the fucking game, bro. Might have to do that shit, but whatever. Anyway, Titans Rams. Titans are seven and a half point underdogs. It's in the Rams. It's at Ram in the Rams. At Rams, seven and a half points. No Derrick Henry. I'm not sure who if Julio Jones is playing or how healthy he is or if he's even good anymore. I still think he's good, but yeah, this is a bad spot for Tennessee to be in. It's just a bad spot. Uh, the Rams are gonna crush him. The Rams are. I know they play like kind of like cooking opponents and like. Yeah, we haven't seen it, but this offense seems unstoppable. Right now, the Titans are hurt on defense, too. I don't think they'll stop the Rams' offense. Uh, it's, you know, like I've been saying, I like the personnel on the Titans. I really do. I don't know if it's scheme or, or just the not gelling together or the injuries or whatever that's not holding together being a good defense, but I like the defense a lot. I think the Rams crush them, though. It's getting Von Miller doesn't push me anywhere. I don't think it really adds that many points or anything like that, but he, him, Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd just so good when he has talented guys around him, like when he's the Bears, like even when he's at the Rams now with uh, Aaron Donald in the middle. If he gets Von Miller on the other side, man, he he's going to dominate. He's going to fucking dominate. Like, bad. He's going to kill people. <laughs> him and Von are going to kill people. I I just don't know who you double team there. I, mean, I don't think the Titans offensive line has been as good as it's been the past few years. If they continue to run the ball like they have, uh, like the offensive coordinator stated on Twitter, I don't think that's going to be true, but if they continue to do that shit, it's going to be horrible bad news for them. I like McNeilis over Peterson. Peterson just coming off whatever reason, playing the game forever, going against the Rams, who are a great run defense team. Uh, I, I I think it's a mistake to ever consider starting AP. But we got AP and Julio, uh, Tannehill, and, you know, uh, fucking uh, Julio Jones. If we can get these guys all in their prime, I mean, this would have been the most insane team we've ever seen, insane offense we've ever seen, rival the facts of, uh, you know, Dallas and uh, uh, um, fucking... Uh, uh, I don't know, Bengals, if you consider them a good offense. Uh, Primetime Chiefs, which are, they aren't right now. Yeah, it'd be great, but uh, that's not the world we live in. And 53 and a half, I'll take the under there, for sure. That's an under. Back in the under, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Um, did he start set questions for these guys? I still love Higby. He's got such a low floor. Big fan. Van Jefferson could be a good start, too. Uh, I like Woods. Cup is an easy one. I think Stafford's a top five quarterback for me. Might even be top three. Just, how could you not start him? I start Tannehill, too, though. Um, I start Julio if I can. He's he's a wide receiver. I don't know if he plays, but he's like a he's a, he's a flex play. He's definitely a flex play. Uh, or a wide receiver three. I'll, I'll play him there for sure. I'll take the chance. I mean, look, A.J. Brown is going to be covered by uh, Ramsey. Ramsey doesn't do a great job of covering those slimy-ish guys, you know? Uh, but, I mean, he, co he covered DK, so this kind of feels similar. Like, they'll just go up against their best guy. And leave like the locket or the Julio, the second option in in another you know area. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's that. Next up, we've got the Monday night game: the Bears at the Steelers. This is going to be a Bears pick for me. Um, I'm taking Bears plus six. I'm taking the Bears money line. Um, over under here is forty, and I still kind of like the under. This might be a thirteen to six game, or a thirteen ten game, or a sixteen thirteen game, or a sixteen ten game. Even Steelers could win by that. That's definitely possible. The only thing that worries me about the Bears game and, take, and taking the Bears, I think they have a better defense than the Steelers. Um, when fully healthy, without Mac, I still like the Steelers off. I like Steelers defensive line better, but I like the Bears secondary better. The only thing that worries me, though, is the offensive line. Now, we've seen the Bears offensive line be total shit and get demolished by good defensive lines. We've seen in the past. We absolutely have. Um, and it could happen again. You know, we've seen them you know, make teams look like the 20, uh, 2017 Jaguars getting 10 sacks a game against them. But if we look on the other side... I, um, you know, I don't really know if, if the Steelers offensive line can hold back the Bears pass rush here. Like, Robert Quinn's back. He looked pretty okay last week, but coming off COVID, you know, there was a little bit of slowness there, for sure. Whole defense took a step back, I think, a little bit without Mac. That's to be expected, but Pittsburgh Steelers don't have a good offense either. I think this is a game where Najee gets stopped. I think the Bears bounce back with the good run D that they had most of the year even without Mac. I think they bounce back a lot with that. I think they're able to smother, smother Najee in the backfield and be able to keep him in check, throwing those close check down ones on Roquan Smith and their safeties, who are 
Both, I think, hopefully improving. Hopefully, A.J. Jackson, you know, is able to tackle again. Um, but I, I, I do think this Bears team, the only way they lose is if Pittsburgh gets 10 sacks. And that's totally the normal possibility. I, I, as, you know, hyperbolic as that is. When Pittsburgh, uh, offensive line, or defensive line completely destroys them. And we see Montgomery back and he's not as effective, but they still use him and they don't use Herbert as much and Herbert's more effective. That could be trouble for Chicago, but I think it's like a 35% chance. I think Bears have like 6% chance to win this one. Uh, you know, maybe this is a game where we throw the ball at Allen Robinson. Maybe this is a game where that finally happens. It finally clicks. I guess the whole team is on by because it's week nine, right? Yeah, I guess the whole team is on by. I want to talk about them in relation to switching stuff in the middle of the year because, you know, I was really high in the beginning, and then they looked really bad. The defense just couldn't figure it out. And they figured it out, I think, the past two weeks. And I know Denver is not a very good offense. I know that. I definitely do. But they were smothering good receivers. They were smothering guys. I know Teddy isn't a great player, but nevertheless, they were smothering these motherfuckers. Um, I, I was just, I was very, all I'll say is I was very happy with that. Okay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I will say. Um, and that wraps it up uh, for all the games. Um, and I just did my little spiel at the end. Let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about that I might not have mentioned before. Um, yeah, Sante Samuel, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. is really good. The Chargers, Derwin James, uh, just that defense for for the Chargers, I think, is underrated. I think they'll come out and they'll beat up Philly pretty well. I, I think we'll start seeing a lot less of these big touchdowns for Jamar Chase because they were a little bit fluky uh, as much as people love him and how well he's been doing, which, you know, not taking anything wrong from him. His deep ball stuff has been really good. His route running has been good. He's had had a drops issue. I do worry about that. Uh, you know, I just I do think they come closer. I think we see Waddle getting closer, um, and then we see, you know, um, Devontae Smith, Kind of being in, in the weird thing with Jalen Hurts, who isn't really a great quarterback throwing the ball. Kind of sucks for him, but he's still a good receiver for sure. Paris Tony's very good. I hope he plays. I hope he doesn't get hurt anymore. I'm seeing New Orleans, a lot of somebody coming out of New Orleans. That's interesting because that just went down. Uh, yeah, I guess, like like I said, you know, I'm, I'm taking a lot of favorites here, so I'll probably be doing a lot of parlay stuff. So, like, I'm looking right now, I'll probably parlay, like, Miami with New England and maybe... And like the Saints and the Raiders, the Chargers are a parlay team definitely in there. Um, the Rams, you know, those are teams I'll probably end up doing some parlays with. Yeah, you know, I like some of the under over under here. Yeah, like I said, Miami. I don't really want to bet on the Cowboys. I don't really want to bet on the Ravens. Um, I I might do the I might do the underdogs here just like quick bets because I just think they could hit and that would be a really really nice payout, you know. And so what I'm gonna do actually. Because I finally figured out what fucking units means. Because I didn't know what units means. You know, I know what a Unix system is because of Jurassic Park, but I don't know what units are. Um, and I guess they're just like a literal because everyone has a different bankroll and all that stuff. They just like they just they just mean one. Like they you literally could just write like one and not give a descriptor of like what this one means, and it would be the same thing as a unit, which is kind of dumb, a little weird. But I'm gonna start using units when I do the bets, and we're start tracking them. I'm up. I started with the year with $100. I'm up to 300 now. I know I've been killing it so far. But I want to see how I can do in the second half of the season. I do. I, can, I need to do this again. I need to do more. <laughs> I think I bet 100, like 20, which is, you know, a little bit over what I did. Maybe I did start with 120 then. It's possible. I think I went 120, 125 maybe, beginning of the year. Threw all that money down. Threw it all the fuck down. And I uh, do really well in week one. <laughs> I do very well in week one. Uh, it got me up pretty high. Not so great in the other few weeks or whatever like that, but still, still up pretty good. You know, I bet all my, I bet all $300 last week and or I bet all $250 and now I have 300. So I do feel good about, you know, what I do in the beginning of the year, the first half. Now we'll see if I'm able to, you know, prove it that I'm able to do pretty good betting in the second half of the year. Let's see if that happens. I think it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, I'm going to track them in the units. I'm going to try and keep, keep a track because, uh, I just think that's useful to like, you know, I, I want to show everyone, especially on Twitter, you can follow me at Baking Games Jesse on Twitter. I want to just show, you know, that I, I'm not hiding my picks, even if I get them wrong, even if I get crushed and all that stuff. I want to show that I'm not hiding. If you like my advice and I'm winning and you like to see what I'm doing, you like my process, you like the podcast, you know, check it out. Make sure, make sure, you know, not make sure, you know, I just want to be transparent. And I always do a wrap-up episode at the end of the year, like I have my preview episode, my wrap-up episode. Same thing for baseball. I got a preview episode, and I got a wrap-up episode. Um, and I'll be doing the wrap-up episode for baseball when I find the fucking time. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do it um, in a few weeks uh, over Thanksgiving break thing, because I'm off from work Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, which is super nice. So maybe, maybe I'll consider doing it around then. Maybe I'll record an extra podcast or two of them. I think that'll be fun. Uh, and I've got the time for it. I'm off the work for it, so ho hopefully that'll be nice, but... 
yeah, maybe I'll do that, but I always do that stuff to, you know, check where I'm at, you know, show you that I do good preseason stuff, and then show you at the end of the year so you don't forget, and that, I, I especially love my preseason stuff, I love doing preseason predictions, I prepare all fucking, I prepare eight months out of the year for the start of the season, and, and I do a lot of prep work there, there's no offseason for me with football, there is none, there never will be, if I'm not prepping for the draft, I am watching film, doing best ball drafts, and I am prepping for the draft a lot, I, I do love doing my draft stuff, but Anyway, that's my end of my rant at the end of the thing. You know, watch out for the injury stuff for the Cowboys-Broncos game. Watch out for the injury stuff in the even the Bengals-Browns game. But but definitely watch out for the injury stuff in the Arizona 49ers game. Those games I don't feel as comfortable with, you know, betting on until I see those inactives active reports. So we just get news that one of those guys are not playing, okay? Very important. Um, I'll put some props out on Big Games Jesse uh, on Twitter if you want to see it for the Jets-Colts. I'm thinking right now, take Mike White under uh, passing yards. Take... Michael Carter over receiving yards. I think I saw it was like 38. Um, I might take Michael Carter over rushing yards too. Take Pittman. Anytime touchdown scorer. Excuse me. Um, Jonathan Taylor, probably anytime touchdown scorer. Mo Alley Cox could be a good anytime touchdown scorer, honestly. I might put in some money for that. Or he might be on my parlay because I just think it'd be super fun. Um, yeah, is there an over under sack total? I wonder if I can see that. Maybe maybe I'd put some money on Indianapolis over the sack total. 45 and a half under, though? That'll probably be in the parlay. The under there? Yeah, it'll be in the parlay, I think. Um, yeah, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to check me out. Big Games Jesse. All that stuff. Sorry if my voice is a little mumbled. You could hear the grossness in my fucking voice from the stupid allergies because of dumb coats, cold snap. Um, I got a stupid sore throat, but hopefully you all look past that. And, uh, you know, check me out on Twitter. I think I give good advice here. I did have a, I did have my worst week. I think I was six and nine uh, against the spread last week. I was eight and seven, you know, not against the spread. So I had a losing week picking game straight up, which is nice at least. I'll, I'll say that. But yeah, um, you can check out my website too, Baking Games Jesse. Uh, I, or I'm sorry, Baking Games Fantasy or Baking Games Sports You can check me out there. Uh, I'm sorry, BiggingGamesFantasySports.com. I keep forgetting what is fantasy sports and what is Big Game Sports. But you can check me out on BiggingGamesFantasySports.com. I do all my predictions. I do ranks. I do all that fun stuff on there. And you could, uh, yeah, check me out. I do a lot of fun stuff on Twitter anyway. Plus, that's where most of my content is besides this anyway. So, again, peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.